Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are listening to this podcast today. I hope this finds you well and that you are filled with peace and love and laughter and joy in your heart and in your homes. I just wanted to share today with you a few things that uh, the Lord has uh, given to me. I actually wanted to share this with you guys, the body of Christ, on November 20th, but I have been dealing with a lot of um, spiritual warfare um, so I have not been able to um, to put this uh, message out or this podcast until today. Um, but I hope this uh, finds you well. And I hope this blesses you and encourages you and strengthens your faith. So the first thing that the Lord was uh, talking to me about in prayer and meditation was um, just steadfast unity. Um, and uh, gave me scriptures, Philippians 4 and Colossians 2, if you want to read those, um, if you feel like reading those in your own spare time, um, I'll probably go ahead and read those and put them on this podcast just to put the word of God out there in the atmosphere um, that he gave me and gave to us as the body of Christ. He also gave me Deuteronomy 6, um, which talks about loving the Lord your God with all your heart, and uh, I'll read that one as well. Um so along with these scriptures that he gave me, he just basically said to me, um, justice will be served. Mercy and grace will be poured out with justice and that the best is yet to come and that he is not a man to lie. And that is in numbers 23, 19 through 24. And I'll read that as well. And that he basically just said, the sovereign Lord will finish what he started. He doesn't start things and then not finish them. (laughs) So the sovereign Lord will finish what he started. And, um, he also just, uh, was talking to me about Philippians four, seven and about the peace of God. And during this shaking that's going on right now, and will continue to go on uh, until he comes back is, uh, Philippians four, seven, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Um, Every day, I, I, my son and I, we declare and decree and prophesy, and we also we just declare and decree the word of God over our lives, over our home, over our neighborhood, over our city and state, and our nation, and our president, and our family members. Um, and so that was the one uh, that he was just telling me to share uh, to to keep declaring that over your life, uh, Philippians four seven, which is the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So just stand firm and stand in faith and stand in the word of God. Do not be moved. Do not be shaken. Do not be afraid. And know that the Lord is fighting on your behalf uh, for you as a child of God. You are his chosen. You are his anointed. You are the apple of his eye. And um, he will... um, he will fight for you. He is fighting for you and you will prevail and you will come out on top because, um, especially if you are, you are in, in Christ now as a new creation and you are walking in the spirit and not in the flesh and you are born again and you are, um, basically not getting in your flesh. There, there's going to be situations that happen around you, um, where people that aren't saved, 
um, are going to not act right or not talk right or do right. And you have to stay in peace and the peace of God in your mind and heart and not be shaken and not get in your flesh and act like people that are in the world that are acting right right now. Um, and then the people that are unbelievers will see your fruit. They will see the light of God. They will see Jesus in you, um, shining through you by your responses, by your behavior, by your actions and attitude. And it will transform those people. Um, and, um, just, just love your enemies and be kind to those who are unkind and forgive those who come against you. Pray for them. Be in the spirit of, of prayer when people come against you or say not nice things about you or to you or behind your back um, or um, gossip about you or backbite behind your back, whatever, that, whatever it is that's being done to you right now. Just know um, that you are a child of God and you're above those things and you don't have to act like that or um, do the things that are being done against you. You want to not do tit for tat. Um, the justice and um, vindication is the Lord's. And he, like I said, will fight for you on your behalf. You don't have to fight these battles. These are not ours to fight. Um, this is a spiritual warfare. We can fight in prayer for these people and we can fight with the word of God, but we don't have to come against these people and feel like we have to vindicate ourselves. Um, you can stay in peace and sometimes maybe not say anything or just whatever you do say, let it be in kindness and forgiveness. Um, so that's, um, what he was talking to me about the, these, these past few weeks with, with such major warfare that my son and I have been going through. Um, but thank goodness things have calmed down now and, um, and we're going to reap a great harvest from it. We're going to have, uh, more of the fruits of the spirit because of it. And I can even feel it. I don't know if other people in the body of Christ are feeling it right now, but even though there's some major shaking going on and some major craziness going on with people, um, I feel the strength of the Lord with my son, with myself, uh, with my family members that are saved, that are drawing closer to the Lord, drawing closer to his word. And that we're just, there's just this calmness about us. There's just this peace about us, even though there's chaos going on around us. Um, I pray that for you today. Um, the way we get that peace and that calmness and that strength is by staying in the word of God every day and night. I mean, like, I know you have a life and you have things you have to do. And obviously I have a life and I have a child and I have responsibilities and I take care of those responsibilities and do everything I need to do each day. But when we're not doing those responsibilities and doing those things, we're in the word constantly day and night and in worship and in prayer. And that's, what's going to get you through these storms is staying in the word, reading the word out loud, praying together as a family, three times, at least three times a day, the, our father prayer or whatever you want to pray. Um, I'm not going to tell you what to pray. You're going to pray whatever you feel is on your heart to pray to the Lord, but that's what we do. Um, we say our own personal prayers and we also say the our father prayer three times a day. And it's just brings a lot of peace. Um, because we trust in the Lord and when you fully trust in the Lord and in his word, you're, you're not shaken. You're not afraid of what's, what's going on around you. Um, so just stand firm in the word and close to the Lord and in worship and prayer. And just know that I'm praying for you. Whoever's listening to this, whoever's hearing my voice right now, I'm praying for peace over you. I'm declaring and decreeing peace over you and your family members, your children, your marriages, your homes, your neighborhoods, your cities and states. 
and our great nation of the United States of America. I'm declaring and decreeing peace and unity. And uh, um, we bind all spirits of strife, anger, division, um, rebellion, or disobedience of any kind. We bind those spirits right now in the name of Jesus. We bind all spirits of slander or malice or rage or gossiping or backbiting. Um, that would try to come against us. We bind those spirits right now in the mighty name of Jesus by the blood of Jesus Christ. And we cast them off of us and command them to flee now. They have no authority over us. They are trespassing illegally and we command them to flee now in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope this blesses you. God bless you and have a great day. wanted to share with you guys um, my son's devotion devotional uh, streams in the desert for kids that we uh, read together every day and um, this is for November 20th Uh, like I said I haven't been able to get this uh, podcast out from November 20th until today so I'm sorry I'm a little late but um, probably right on time (laughs) if that makes any sense Uh, So this is for November 20th, Waiting on God. I love it. Waiting on God. Love it when God speaks to us. When you need a word and he speaks right to your heart, it's the most beautiful, overwhelming sense of peace and love that you feel when you know he's talking directly to you. Waiting on God, Daniel 12, 12. Blessed is the one who waits. Blessed is the one who waits, which I loved that I got this on November 20th because it totally correlated to the last podcast um, that I put up. Uh, You can go ahead and listen to that one again. It was about waiting on the Lord. And so he's saying again to us as the body of Christ, wait on the Lord, waiting on God. Blessed is the one who waits. So you are blessed because you are waiting. The Bible is full of believers who exercised patience and trust as they waited on God. King David prayed continually as he waited for an answer about his baby's health. Joseph drew near to the father as he waited release from prison. The Israelites cried out to God while they waited to be rescued from slavery. A journey with God involves adventure and excitement, but not all the time. A fair share of the journey is waiting. This is not to be confused with aimless inactivity. Rather, waiting on God is filled with purpose. To deepen your faith and relationship with Him. As you wait for God's timing and purpose, keep talking to Him. He is a master at work. (laughs) He is always working. He's always working. Dear God, And this is the prayer with the devotional. Dear God, it's hard to wait. Use this time to reinforce my faith and patience. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope this blesses you. I'm going to um, add the scriptures at the end of this podcast so that you can hear those scriptures out loud and um, that the Lord gave us. God bless you. I just wanted to read these scriptures to you guys. 
uh, that I told you I wanted to read out loud. Uh, the first one is Philippians 4, uh, Colossians 2, Deuteronomy 6, and I'm just going to go over uh, Numbers 23, 19 through 24. So I'll start with uh, Philippians 4. This is closing appeal for steadfastness and unity. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. I plead with Udiah and I plead with Syntec to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the book of life. Final exhortations, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Thanks for their gifts. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. Now that I desire, not that I desire your gifts, what I desire is that more be accredited be accredited, be credited to your account. Sorry. I have received full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied. Now that I have received from Ephroditus the gifts you sent, they are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice pleasing to God. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. To God our Father, to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Final greetings. Greet all God's people in Christ Jesus. The brothers and sisters who are with me send greetings. All God's people here send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. So this scripture has so much in it. Um, I, I just, I can't even tell you how many times I used th this this scripture, this, this whole chapter of Philippians four, um, with talking about having the same mind, being in unity and steadfastness as the body of Christ and having the same mind, um, and being unified and not giving up. 
and basically rejoicing in the Lord, praising him, worshiping every day, being gentle, um, to not be anxious or fearful of anything and to, in every situation, bring that to prayer and petition to the Lord and be thankful, be grateful and thank him and present those requests that you have to God instead of worrying about them. And then that, then that will bring you peace, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. Um, that's Philippians 4, 7. That was the scripture that um, Gavin spoke and that the Lord put on my heart to share with you as well, to declare over your lives every day that the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Once you come to him with those worries and concerns and petition him and ask him to help you and you thank him and praise him, you'll have that peace instead of worrying about it because you'll give it to him and then you'll release it and then he gives you peace and then you don't have to be afraid or anxious about anything. Um, And just to have right thoughts, to think about good things instead of bad things and to... um, basically give to each other. Uh, if you see a need with your fam- within your family or um, your community that you would give, that you would help the hungry, uh, that you would help the poor and the homeless and the disabled and the sick and the widow and the orphan. And that, uh, and this is another one that I always say is, um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's one of my favorite scriptures. That's Philippians 4.13, and I say it all the time. (laughs) I I speak it out of my mouth every single day um, because that's where I get my strength from. That's where we as Christians, children of God, children of light, we get our strength not from people, not from things, and not from this world, but from God Almighty, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He gives us strength. And basically just reminding us to be content no matter what, whether we have a lot or we have nothing, or we have a little or we're well-fed or hungry, to just be content and know that he will provide um, our every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 4.19. That's another one that I declare over uh, me and my son and our family uh, every day, that, that we don't have to worry about needing anything or wanting anything because he supplies all those needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And we just want to praise our Father. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's something he wanted me to share with you guys. Philippians 4, just read that chapter every day, if you, if you want to. <laughs> I'm not telling you what to do. I read it every day. I'm just sharing it with you that it's something that's blessed me, and I, I pray that um, you, it, you would be able to do that every day, and it would bless you uh, to stay in the Word. The next scripture um, that I'm going to read is Colossians, uh, Colossians two, and uh, so that goes. This is this is what it says. I want you to know how hard I am contending for you and for those at um, Laodicea. I don't know how to say some of these names, so bear with me. Uh, and for all who have not met me personally, my goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and and united in love. That's my goal. For you to be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ. This was Paul talking. Um, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine sounding arguments, right? There's a lot of deception going on in the world and you just want to Uh, have the wisdom and knowledge of the Lord and of his word and not be um, deceived. You want to be having sound doctrine of the word of God. 
So if you're not sure of someone's teaching or someone's ministry, if it doesn't line up with the Word of God, um, then you want to just come away from it. Um, if they're not walking in the fruits of the Spirit and, and you're not um, seeing the fruit of the Spirit in their life, um, then you want to just come away from that. For though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit and delight to see you, to see, sorry, to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. Spiritual fullness in Christ. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. So this is his word to us, that he just wants us to stay in the word, to, um, and to continue to live our lives in Him and be strengthened and taught and overflowing with thankfulness, staying in that state of gratitude of thankfulness and staying uh, rooted and grounded in the Word. So I'll just continue to read the scripture. Um, I like to chime in and <laughs> give my thoughts on the scripture um, of, of what he's trying to say. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world, rather on Christ. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. Hallelujah. In him you were also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self ruled by the flesh was put off when you were circumcised by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God. So that's talking about circumcising our hearts and being baptized in, um, in Jesus in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and, and our old ways and our old self being put to death in that baptism with Jesus and being new creations basically and it says uh, so you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead so we've been raised from the dead when you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of the flesh God made you alive with Christ he forgave us all our sins having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness which stood against us and condemned us he has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. Hallelujah. So we are forgiven of our sins, past, present, and future. Hallelujah. And we're walking now in the spirit and not in the flesh. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Freedom from human rules. Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink, or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. Right? That's talking about the law and rules and regulations. Um, these are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. Do not let anyone who delights in false humility and the worship of angels disqualify you. Such a person also goes into great detail about what they have seen. They are puffed up with idle notions by their unspiritual mind. They have lost connection with the head from whom the whole body, supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews, grows as God causes it to grow, the body of Christ and Christ being the head over us. Since you died with Christ to the elemental spiritual forces of this world, why, as though you still belong to the world, do you submit to its rules? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch 
these rules, which have to do with things that are all destined to perish with use, talking about the law, are based on merely human commands and teachings. Such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship, their false humility, and their harsh treatment of the body, but they lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence. Basically saying a lot of people look good on the outside and worship and act like they're religious and holier than thou, but I guess on the inside, they're not right with God, with their minds and hearts, and they're still being... um, they're, they're indulging in sensual pleasures and the things of the world, basically, is what he's saying there. Um, and we, that's not who we are. We want to come away from those things. We, we don't want to look like the world. If we're Christians, uh, we want to look more like Jesus every day. We want to be changed and transformed by the renewing of our minds and hearts in the Word of God and be transformed from grace to grace to glory to glory. Now, are we always going to get it right? Like I've said before, no, we are not perfect. We may stumble sometimes. Sometimes people make us stumble. But we get back up. A righteous man falls seven times, but he gets back up and he keeps going forward. And you just repent and you turn away from it. You confess it to the Lord and he purifies you from all unrighteousness. Um, And so that's Colossians 2. And then I'm going to just go ahead and read Deuteronomy um, Deuteronomy 6, which says, Love the Lord your God. These are the commands, decrees, and laws the Lord your God directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess, to possess if I can say it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, this is uh, Moses talking to the Israelites, to the people of God, the children of God, about crossing the Jordan and going over into the promised land and the commands that the Lord our God gave to the children of Israel. And these are for us as well so that you, your children, and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all his decrees and commands that I give you so that you may enjoy long life. He gave us those commandments for a reason. Hear Israel and be careful to obey so that it may go well with you and that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey just as the Lord the God of your ancestors promised you. I'm telling you guys, we're, we're, we're heading out of the wilderness and, and into the promised land. And God is just giving us this, this confirmation that to, if we will just walk in the spirit and be obedient and love the Lord, our God and love others as ourselves, that we will see the promised land and we will, we are walking into it. Uh, I declare it and decree it and prophesy. We are walking into the promised land. And nothing will will take it from us and nothing will make us stumble. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commands that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. When the Lord your God brings you into the land he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to give you, a land with large flourishing cities you did not build, houses filled with all kinds of good things you did not provide, wells you did not dig, and vineyards and olive groves you did not plant. Then when you eat and are satisfied, be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt out of the land of slavery. 
right? We don't want to forget all that God's done for us in our lives, what he brought us out of, how far we've come about our past, right? Coming out of all that slavery and all that bondage and now being a child of God and being set free because of Jesus and because of his blood and what he did for us and saving us and calling us out of that, calling us out of the world and being grateful where you are now with all of your blessings to remember what he's done for you and not take it for granted and not feel entitled, but to be grateful. Stay in a state of gratitude, right? That's what that's saying. And to love the Lord your God and and keep the commandments. Fear the Lord your God, serve him only, and take your oaths in his name. Do not follow other gods, the gods of the peoples around you. So that's talking about Buddhism, Hinduism, you know, uh, the the idolatry of of, uh, people's opinions and fear of man, um, the love of money, uh, the love of the things of this world. All those things can be false gods and idols um, that he's talking about. So, and you want to put the Lord God above everyone and everything. Have no one above him. For the Lord your God who is among you is a jealous God and his anger will burn against you and he will destroy you from the face of the land. Do not put the Lord your God to the test as you did at Massa. Be sure to keep the commands of the Lord your God and the stipulations and decrees he has given you. Do what is right and good in the Lord's sight so that it may go well with you and you may go in and take over the good land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors, thrusting out all your enemies before you as the Lord said, right? He's not a man to lie. In the future, when your son asks you, what is the meaning of the stipulations, decrees, and laws the Lord our God has commanded you? Tell him. We were slaves of Pharaoh in Egypt, but the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Before our eyes, the Lord sent signs and wonders, great and terrible, on Egypt and Pharaoh and his whole household. But he brought us out from there to bring us in and give us the land he promised on oath to our ancestors. The Lord commanded us to obey all these decrees and to fear the Lord our God. Right? Fear the Lord our God. If you don't have the fear of the Lord, you need to ask him for it because that's what's going to keep you in the word and keep you right in your mind and heart and keep you walking in the spirit and not in the flesh is to have the fear of the Lord so that we might always prosper and be kept alive as is the case today. And if we are careful to obey all this law before the Lord, our God, as he has commanded us that, that that will be our righteousness, our righteousness. Sorry. I'm stumbling a little bit on my words today, (laughs) but I've always been a little, uh, Moses anyway, a little thumbelina. I still need my Aaron, (laughs) uh, or, or like David and my Jonathan. I'm still waiting on my Aaron and my Jonathan. (laughs) So bear with me. Oh Lord. So, um, and then I'm just going to go over the last one, which is, uh, Numbers uh, 23, uh, 19 through 24 uh, that he gave us, which is, I just love the word of God. I know I've said that before, but I keep saying it because <laughs> I do. I can't get enough of it. I love the word of God. I hope you do too, because if you're following me on social media or listening and following this podcast, you're going to be hearing the word of God. <laughs> So uh, anyway, this is Numbers 23, 19 through 24. God is not human 
that he should lie, not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? I have received a command to bless. He has blessed, and I cannot change it. No misfortune is seen in Jacob, no misery observed in Israel. The Lord their God is with them. The shout of the king is among them. God brought them out of Egypt. They have the strength of a wild ox. There is no divination against Jacob, no evil omens against Israel. It will now be said of Jacob and of Israel, see what God has done. The people rise like a lioness. They rouse themselves like a lion that does not rest till it devours its prey and drinks the blood of its victims. (laughs) Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. Thank you for that word, Lord. So yeah, we're not backing down as the body of Christ. We are strong in the Lord and in the word and in his might. And um, it is not by, what does he say? And um, I think it's, uh, oh, I can't remember it right now. Zechariah, is it Zechariah 4? Don't quote me, but I think I'm, I think it's Zechariah 4, not by might, not by power, but by the spirit of the living God. Um, I think that's in Zechariah 4. Anyway, yeah. So be like a lion, right? Uh, gentle as a lamb, um, but strong like a lion. And rise up, body of Christ. Rise up and do not be afraid and do not fear. For the Lord, our God, is with us. And no weapon formed against us shall prosper. So I hope this blessed you today. I hope this encourages you. And just know again that the Lord says the best is yet to come, guys. The best is yet to come. So hold on to the truth of the word of God and on to his promises. They are all yes and amen. Thank you for listening. And I love you and I'm praying for you. And God bless you and have a peaceful, restful, blessed day. God bless you. wanted to share with you guys uh, the psalm that the Lord uh, placed on my heart for November 20th that I'm uh, sharing with you today. It's uh, Psalm 78. It's a it's a long psalm, but it's a beautiful psalm, and um, it just correlates and goes along with the message that he gave me uh, of confirmation of what he's doing right now and what he's saying to us. And uh, so this is Psalm 78. It's called Lessons from History. Asaph's, I don't know if I'm saying that right. So again, forgive me for some of these names in the Bible. I don't say correctly. Uh, It's Asaph's poetic song of instruction. Beloved ones, listen to this instruction. Open your heart to the revelation of this mystery that I share with you. A parable and a proverb are hidden in what I say. An intriguing riddle from the past. We've heard true stories from our fathers about our rich heritage. We will continue to tell our children and not hide from the rising generation the great marvels of our God, his miracles and power that have brought us all this far. The story of Israel is a lesson in God's ways. He gave Moses his laws, then commanded us to keep them and to make them known to all our children. For perpetuity, God's ways will be passed down from one generation to the next, even to those not yet born. In this way, every generation will have a living faith in the laws of life and will never forget the faithful ways of God. By following his ways, they will break the past bondage 
of their fickle fathers who were a stubborn, rebellious generation and whose spirits strayed from the eternal God. They refused to love him with all their hearts. Take for an example the sons of Ephraim. Though they were all equipped warriors, each with weapons, when the battle began, they retreated and ran away in fear. They didn't really believe the promises of God. Do you hear what he's saying to us? They simply refused to trust him and move forward in faith. They forgot his wonderful works and the miracles of the past. Even their exodus from Egypt, the epic miracle of his might. They forgot the glories of his power at the place of passing over. This is talking about the promised land again, guys, and saying for us to not retreat and not run away in fear, but to stand on the promises of God and that we'll get to the promised land. God split the sea wide open and the water stood at attention on either side as the people passed on through. By day, the moving glory cloud led them forward and all through the night, the fire cloud stood as a sentry of light. In the days of desert dryness, he split open the mighty rock and the waters flowed like a river before their very eyes. He gave them all they wanted to drink from his living springs. Yet they kept their rebellion alive against God Most High and their sins against God continued to be counted. In their hearts, they tested God just to get what they wanted, asking for the food their hearts craved. So instead of being grateful and thankful in the wilderness, they were complaining and grumbling and acting entitled and acting like spoiled brats. And so we don't want to act like that. <laughs> we, want to, we want to be grateful and be humble. So stay humble and be grateful. So I'll go on to continue to read the word. Like spoiled children, they grumbled against God himself, demanding he prove his love by saying, Can't God provide for us in this barren wilderness? Will he give us food or will he only give us water? Where's our meal? (laughs) Then God heard all their complaining and was furious. His anger flared up against his people, for they turned away from faith and walked away in fear. They failed to trust in his power to help them when he was near. So he's basically saying, trust me guys, trust in my power. I'm God and you're not. Trust in who I am, who I say I am to you, right? Still he spoke on their behalf and the skies opened up. The windows of heaven poured out food, the mercy bread manna, the grain of grace fell from the clouds. Humans ate angels food. Wow, it's amazing. The meal of the mighty ones. His grace gave them more than enough, right? So just say that out loud right now. I have more than enough. I am grateful for all my blessings. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, for all of my blessings and for your favor upon my life. The heavenly winds of miracle power blew in their favor and food rained down upon them. Succulent quail quieted their hunger as they ate all they wanted. Food fell from the skies, thick as clouds. Their provision floated down right in front of their eyes. He gave them all they desired, and they ate to their fill. But before they had even finished, even with their food still in their mouths, God's fiery anger arose against them, killing the finest of their mighty men. Yet in spite of all this, they kept right on sinning. 
even when they saw God's marvels. They refused to believe God could care for them. So God cut their lives short with sudden disaster, with nothing to show for their lives but fear and failure. When he cared for them, they ignored him. But when he began to kill them, ending their lives in a moment, they came running back to God, pleading for mercy. They remembered that God, the mighty one, was their strong protector. The hero God, who would come to their rescue. But their repentance lasted only as long as they were in danger. They lied through their teeth to the true God of covenant. So quickly, they wandered away from his promises, following God with their words, but not with their hearts. Their worship was only flattery. But amazingly, God, so full of compassion, still forgave them. He's a God of mercy and compassion. He covered over their sins with his love, refusing to destroy them all. Over and over, he held back his anger, restraining wrath to show them mercy. He knew that they were made from mere dust, frail, fragile, and short-lived, here today and gone tomorrow. How many times they rebelled in their desert days. How they grieved him with their grumblings. Again and again, they limited God, preventing him from blessing them. So don't look at your circumstances today. Don't complain and grumble and be like, oh, la, 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 la. Just focus on the promises of God and thank him for what you do have. And don't complain about what you don't have. Continually, they turned back from him and wounded the Holy One. We don't want to complain against a good and gracious God, right? We don't want to wound him. They forgot his great love how he took them by his hand and with redemption's kiss, he delivered them from their enemies. They disregarded all the epic signs and marvels they saw when they escaped from Egypt's bondage. They forgot the judgment of the plagues that set them free. God turned their rivers. He's talking about, he, he came against the Egyptians and against the Pharaoh to save them, right? Saved them from their enemies and took them out of slavery and into the promised land. God turned their rivers into blood, leaving the people thirsty. How he sent them vast swarms of filthy flies that sucked their blood. He sent hordes of frogs ruining their lives, and grasshoppers consumed all their crops. And every garden, every orchard was flattened with blast of hailstones. Their fruit trees ruined by a killing frost. Even their cattle fell prey, pounded by the falling hail. Their livestock were struck with bolts of lightning. This is the wrath of God, guys. He's a good and gracious and compassionate, merciful God, but he is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Finally, he unleashed upon them the fierceness of his anger, such fury. He sent them sorrow and devastating trouble by his mighty band of destroying angels. Messengers of death were dispatched against them. He lifted his mercy and let loose his fearful anger and did not spare their lives talking about the Egyptians and the Pharaoh that were coming against his people, that were coming against his chosen ones. He released the judgment plagues to rage through their land. God struck down in death all the firstborn sons of Egypt and the pride and joy of of each family. He struck down. Then like a shepherd leading his sheep, God led his people out of tyranny, guiding them toward the, the land of promise. Hallelujah. Safely and carefully, God led them out with nothing to fear. 
nothing to fear, but their enemies he led into the sea. He took care of them there once and for all. Eventually, God brought his people to the Holy Land, to a land of hills that he prepared for them. He drove out and scattered all the peoples occupying the land, staking out an inheritance, a portion for each of Israel, Israel's tribes, right? The 12 tribes of, of Judah, the 12 tribes of Israel. Yet for all of this, they still rebelled and refused to follow his ways, provoking to anger the, most, the God most high. Like traitors turning back, they forsook him. They were even worse than their fathers. They became treacherous deceivers, crooked and corrupt, and worshipped false gods in the high places. Kind of sounds like what's going on in the world right now, right? Bringing low the name of God with every idol they erected. No wonder he was filled with jealousy and furious with anger. Enraged with anger, God turned his wrath on them and he rejected his people with disgust. That's why right now, not only are we, have we been praying for justice, but now we're praying for mercy and grace upon us, his people, to spare us, to forgive us, and for us to all repent and humble ourselves before the Lord and turn away from our wicked ways and sinful ways and to bow low and to be humble and to ask him to spare us in this wicked generation. God walked away from them and left his dwelling place at Shiloh, abandoning the place where he had lived among them, allowing his emblem of strength, his glory arc to be captured. Enemies stole the very source of Israel's power. God vented his rage, allowing his people to be butchered when they went out to battle, for his anger was intense against his very own. Their young men fell on the battlefield and never came back. Their daughters never heard their wedding songs since there was no one left to marry. Their priests were slaughtered and their widows were killed before they had time to weep. Then all at once the Almighty awakened as though he had been asleep. Like a mighty man, he arose roaring into action. He blasted into battle, driving driving back every foe, defeating them in disgrace for time and eternity. He rejected Joseph's family, the tribe of Ephraim, but he chose instead the tribe of Judah and Mount Zion, which he loves. There he built his towering temple, strong and enduring as the earth itself. And God also chose his beloved one, David. He promoted him from caring for sheep and made him his prophetic servant. God prepared David and took this gentle shepherd king and presented him before the people as the one who would love and care for them with integrity. Here we go, guys. With integrity, a pure heart, and the anointing to lead Israel his holy inheritance. So basically, you know what he's saying here, guys. He's saying, let's learn from the past, from our ancestors and not do what they did and not complain or grumble or feel entitled and remember what he's done for us. Remember what he's brought us out of. Remember how far we've come in our lives and what God's done for us and thank him for all the things he's done for us. Stay in that state of gratitude. Be humble. Um, repent and, and turn away from wicked ways and sins and walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. And we will walk in that inheritance. We will walk in that uh, promised land that he has promised to us. And in this nation and in this land and territory, we'll be able to have, we'll be able to take back our territory. We'll be able to take back our dominion, right guys? So just, and how we're going to do that is by staying humble, staying grateful thanking the Lord and worshiping him day and night, staying in prayer day and night, 
and staying in the word of God and standing on his promises and not forgetting his promises and remembering who he is, remembering and knowing his true character, that he is a good and gracious God, that he is full of mercy and compassion and kindness, but he is the lion of tribe of Judah and we need to fear the Lord. We need to have the fear of the Lord. And that's not like, oh my God, I'm so scared. It's respect and awe and knowing that, um, that he is who he says he is and that we are to respect and honor him and to listen to him, to submit to him and obey him and obey his word and to do his word, not just to read it and speak it and listen to it, but to actually do it. Um, and like I said, in the previous, uh, beginning of this podcast of just walking in the spirit, when you have something or someone coming against you, um, whether it's an unbeliever or a believer that's not walking right with God and that's, that's stumbling and that's not, uh, in right uh, thinking, right? They're, 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 they need deliverance and something's not right with them. And, um, they're still being set free or something. You, and and mostly you're going to get this from unbelievers, but you will sometimes get it from believers that are still being, uh, you know, like I said, we're all still being processed, but maybe they're just not in full maturity yet. And maybe they're just, um, um, still healing, you know, God's still healing them from the past. And so you just have to, um, pray for them, forgive them, Know that you're not fighting against flesh and blood. I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. We, we are not fighting against people. We are fighting against principalities and, um, and authorities in, in the spirit realm. And so this is demonic. This is all spiritual warfare that's going on uh, in, our, in, in the territories, in the land that the Lord has given you, in the land that um, he's bringing you into. And, and uh, in this great nation, it, it's, a, it's a territorial thing. It's, it's, a, it's a, a dominion thing. And, and so we want to fight back against the enemy in prayer and worship and, and, and in the word and in prayer, uh, petitioning the Lord and declaring and decreeing and prophesying that, that, uh, that the Lord's going to do what he says he's going to do. He's going to finish what he started. He's, he's exposing the lies and the deception in the land. And, and we will prevail as God's people. And we will be on top, but you just have to stay humble and, and wait on the Lord. And, uh, that's it guys. That's all that I wanted to say. I pray this blesses you. And I pray that you are filled with peace and joy in your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus and in your homes and in your marriages and with your children. I'm praying for you. Um, and, uh, just say, God bless you today. Jesus loves you.